Hi. Welcome to the story. <laughs> wow. Sorry. You were like, stop laughing, having fun, and then you fucking blew it. Sorry, let me start over. <clears throat> Hi. Welcome to Story, the podcast where we take one medium. Uh, wait. <laughs> if you have the lines up, this would be fucking no, easy. I don't need the lines. Okay. Hi, welcome to Story. Hi. Podcast. <laughs> no! I had it that time, you fuck. You fucking fuck. Okay, ready? Stop laughing. <laughs> okay, sorry. Shut your fucking mouth. Hi, welcome to Story, the podcast where we take a story idea from <laughs> <laughs> you! <laughs> Chris, get out. <laughs> this is a two-man podcast now. <laughs> That's the worst face to make when you're trying not to laugh. Alright. Enough. <laughs> Being an asshole, yeah. Chris. It's getting late. You ready? Welcome to Story, the podcast where we take a piece of media and try and translate it into another form of media. So this week we're going to take Edgar Wright's new film, Baby Driver, and we're going to turn it into something. We don't really know what yet. We haven't really discussed it. We're going to do it on the show. Uh, but before we start, uh, I'm Harrison Pink, uh, and I'm Sean Ainsworth. And I'm Chris Frebert. And here we are. He's smiling. <laughs> you can hear it in his voice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Edgar Wright's new movie, we just all watched it last night. Um, it was together, rad. which was cool. Yeah, we all saw it together. We had to just like, stop ourselves from talking about it in the parking lot, so we'd actually have something to discuss on the on the show. Yeah, and it was cold. Yeah, that's true too. Easy yeah. to leave, easy to leave, because everybody was freezing cold. Um, but yeah, no, it's it was good. Uh, I think we can kind of start there. We all liked it. I all thought it, it's uh, sort of uh, spoilery content coming up, I think, but we... I would say I loved it. Wow. Strong words. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you say that about anything before. Definitely not about people. But yeah. there's some good... There's actually some... I was surprised by the amount of twists or things that I thought were going to happen that he turned took, another, took the story in a different direction in a cool way, I think. Um, so it is worth not spoiling for yourself, I think. So stop listening immediately. Yeah, Go watch it. Skip forward to this time code. <laughs> it's just, it's just the outro. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next week. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess uh, we can start a little bit by kind of summarizing it. Um, yeah. It's about a guy named Baby, uh, whose real name is not actually Baby, but you don't find out his real name until later in the, the movie. His real name is ridiculous. It is. Way more ridiculous also, than Baby. It's also good. I kind of wanted to just, just be Baby. That's like, yeah. yeah. Twist, it's not. Because you're expecting him to. You're expecting them to say it's not baby what's also interesting is that like that would just tie so much into how like earnest that movie is and how earnest that character is and everyone else has fake personas and he just doesn't because he's just like yeah, kid. he really doesn't weird. care like i would have actually been fine with him just using his real name which happens to be weird because it's an Edgar Wright movie we all love this movie we're criticizing it already but no yeah i'm just saying like <laughs> no. I, that would have been fine we no, can't I help know, it. We can't help that was like one tiny little that was it i wouldn't even call it a gripe it was just like ah oh, i kind of just wanted it to be baby I wasn't upset, but uh, it's interesting because this is already an adaptation of the Simon and Garfunkel song in a weird way. Is it? You didn't look into where it came from. I mean, I, that song is old, and I guarantee he purposefully named it after that. Oh, and like, yeah. and I've heard the song many times before, but like, there are lines in the song that like, like one of the first line, lines in the first verse is, "They call me baby, and I was born with music in my ears, or something like that." Which is, as we know, that he from watching the movie that he had uh, what was it tinnitus tinnitus so he's listening to music makes me think of Lucio I was just Lashley. thinking that yeah. god damn it I'm really upset that's that how you get tonight yep this I was thinking that's his best line exact <laughs> thing I didn't want to say it and you did so here we are although he, do, he does now have a line uh, Lucio uh, or, uh, let me get you some Lucio's or something like that it's, it's like a serial idea it's really weird anyway move on uh, that's. I was just saying that it's an adaptation already in a weird way. It kind you know, of is. Of a song. Not really. I mean, it's definitely inspired. And... Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's it's essentially the story of a, uh, a kid who, um, you know, through various circumstances, owes money to a mob boss uh, of some kind, or, or a heist uh, expert, uh, played by Kevin Spacey, and um, he's, he's 
basically driving um, Wheelman for these these heist jobs to kind of pay him off for all the money he owes. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those last job movies, um, which you know, it, for some reason, does not. It's not as uh, cliche feeling in this film as it normally is. I think it's because it's all it's set up better uh, than a lot of a lot of movies that do that kind of thing. It's set up like really quickly. Yeah. You, there's like three lines that explain it, and they don't focus on it, you yeah. know. And then you just kind of get pieces of it. Yeah, every movie. every piece of important narrative came out pretty much just on the nose, describing the thing quickly and getting it out of the way. It didn't ever like there was never a ton of subtext or a ton of like like metaphor or anything used. It's just like here's the situation. He just describes it to someone, and then they move on and never talk about it again. It was actually really refreshing. Well, and also like. <laughs> I feel like part of the reason it was successful is because they don't use. You know, you normally when when somebody's doing one last job, it's so that they can use the funds to retire. Go and straight. That wasn't the point. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It didn't feel as cliche. And it's the last job isn't the last job. It turns out not to be the last job. Spoiler, but yeah. Um, we said spoilers already. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, I I think that the fact that baby is not. A career criminal by choice really is a really good choice for that character and for the movie and the tone of the movie. Like he's not doing one less job so that he can go straight in some like ill-advised or ill-begotten attempt to sort of turn his life around. He's already he's always a good kid, and he kind of stole the wrong car from the wrong guy with the wrong merchandise in it. And the fact that he's like got his little stash of money in his house that he keeps under the floorboards but doesn't spend any of it very clearly shows that he's not motivated by that. That's not his drive. He's not there to make a bunch of money. Uh, and even when Kevin Spacey comes back after the final job and he's like, we're going to do more jobs and you can finally keep all the money because I'm not going to, you know, you don't have to owe me anything. Uh, Baby doesn't, has no interest in that. Like, he's got much more interested, he's much more interested in like smaller scale stuff. So I think that that definitely makes it feel a little bit less cliche to me immediately. Yeah, and in that final job sort of exposition, it's done like, it's, it's done quickly, but it's also done in a way they don't stop the story to explain it. You know, it's not that it's my last job kind of thing. He's just like, kind of, he's handing him money in the payment and he's saying, this is the next thing. Oh, and by the way, it's the last job. You know what I mean? It's the one where you are done paying me back. And then, and that's about as much as you get at the front. And that's all you need. It's um, all you need. It's, it sets it up well. No. So what would we, What what is the... And we can continue talking about this movie. We have tons of time, but what's the first impression that we would, we would turn this thing into? A television show, a video game, something else, a song? <laughs> I don't think you could turn this into a television show. I mean, it's unsustainable. I mean, unless it was like a Samurai Jack cartoon. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's just, it's just a, it's like a 12 minute episode all about the fun style. You could get a miniseries. You can get like a six episode thing, couldn't you? Anything? Yeah, but I feel like it already exists in the movie, so why would you... Why would you do that? I'm just throwing ideas yeah, out. I know. Um, I can see a miniseries or something. I And purely based on the fact that, like, the movie is very very heavily uh, relies on music uh, to drive it. No pun intended. And, and, it, and it uses music in an interesting way that I haven't seen a movie do before. It was almost like, I, I was trying to describe it to my wife, and I got home, she shouldn't go. And it, it looked, it was like a musical. That's how I can describe it in a lot of ways. Uh, in that, you know, uses uh, um, he uses music to kind of drive the story forward, the feeling of the story forward. It's not a musical in any way, but it's like edited uh, to the music, and the sound design is done to the music. And you know, not all of the movies, not wall to wall music, just like a musical, but the musical numbers do sort of tell stories in the in the movie, like um, the sequences at least. Yeah. So, um, so a rhythm game. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> guitar it's like Hero, guitar Hero, Baby Driver. Driver. Except you're just shooting a gun to the... Well, it's like Thumper. I haven't played Thumper yet, but uh, I hear it's really cool. It's like a, it's a, you know, a new game that, that's a rhythm game, but you, it's not like a Guitar Hero game. Uh, it's, it's very much like you have to do things to the beat of the music, but they, you're, you're also kind of driving a, um, a little beetle forward and avoiding obstacles and stuff while you're doing it, so it's not purely so it might be interesting to kind of talk about that um at least sections of the movie so you i think folding that idea in would be important to whatever we would do um out of it I'll start out there 
So, yeah, yeah, I think that uh, a game that has sort of like music driving the action, sort of driving the pacing, would be really good. The the easy get is just making it a racing game of some description, but that doesn't feel quite right to me um, because as important as the driving is and how and how like focused on his character and how good at driving he is, um, it just is like just doing a straight racing game just doesn't feel like it would really capture what made that movie special. Um, so I don't know how we would fold other things into that experience to really make it feel not just like, okay, level three, level four, level five, and you're just like racing other cars and racing the police or something like Spy Hunter. Um, Because it definitely would lack the soul of the movie. And that would be the like, the crappy quick IP tie-in game, right? That comes in, you know, you can can buy it for like $15 at Walmart that just, you know, has a logo slapped on it and it's just a racing game. Um, And that would be the thing I would want to avoid, but we can discuss what we could add into that sort of experience to make it not just that. I think there's, you know, the the biggest problem with... um there's always an attempt in video games to sort of make you feel cool, I think. Uh, and it, it usually doesn't succeed, mainly based on the fact that you're not as good as the person you're pretending to be is at the thing that they're good at. Yeah, so it makes them look incompetent. Well, yeah, <laughs> and you, you, you just like don't it. feel... It's like, if there's like a thing that happens where it's like, you know, if, if it's not... If you don't do perfect, uh, it's... Like, this is one of... Like, the Arkham games are really good, you know, even if you mess up, you sort of still feel like you're doing Batman-y kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, if you, you know, you die, obviously, Batman, what if you fucked up? Um, so here, it's kind of like making a game where you can actually drive a car does not feel like the right move, because he's so good at driving a car that it's going to be like, no matter what you do, you're going to be crashing into walls, you're going to be, like, hitting pedestrians, and, like, it's not going to feel like... Mm the movie did I feel like it's you have to have some sort of driving yeah I would agree that's what I'm saying like however I don't know that you would want to not do driving yeah well it's interesting too because we started to discuss it last night after we watched the movie but it's not a it's a chase movie but most of the most clearly shot chases are when he's on foot you Mm -hmm. know what I mean it's so heavily edited we're not we're not getting a lot of like high pursuit shots and like long takes and like it's so there's so much editing and as you said to the music that like it's not a car I mean it is a car film and there's clearly cars but it's not like a car porn film you know what I mean where right. it feels like a, a sexy action car commercial it's sexy like, cars it's much more you, I don't I couldn't tell you the makes of most of them where in like they're all like family so sedans they're like Toyotas and Subarus yeah and I mean not that I'm a car person at all but like in a lot of uh, car movies it's you know, there's always the shot of the fucking Chevy Chevron fl- flying across the screen or whatever, you know, and, like, none of that was in here. You see maybe, like, glimpses of it, like, by accident, but I think you're right that making it just a c- racing game, like Cruising USA, or um, would be really wrong. You should have the, the, the end credits, where you're driving along I-20, and you're just, like, driving, like, through, like, the path of um, just, like, going west or whatever, like, their, their dream that they had of we're just going to go west in a car and with no plan or whatever. And so the ending is just cruising the USA where you're just driving really chill, straight like, line, super chill. <laughs> it's like, like a, you remember like when we were kids, they would have those, they weren't quite video games, but it'd be like, it was like a plastic, uh, layer, like where it's just a static car. And then beneath it, it'd be like a scrolling well, piano. Games, like the tiger electronics. Yeah. Games? It would be like a, where it'd be like a scrolling kind of piano thing where like the, the noise would go off and the, the thing would light up. But like, it was really just like a, a long strip of like roadway that you could steer and it didn't matter. What world are you from? <laughs> I know if I could, is if it like, like an it, analog? Would, like, yeah, it's a weird thing? thing where like, so it's not like a digital video game at all. No, there's like lights involved. And it's kind of like, someone in the back playing a fucking like ragtime not song. Not in the back, like, but like <laughs> the back changes, but, the, the car on screen isn't video. It's we couldn't afford of, a Game Boy, so Chris made himself a, a yeah. Game made, Boy. He made music music cardboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, thing exists. I knew. I wish I knew it was called. Tiger did similar things. I think it was like a next level. It was like monochromatic. That was and next it, level, Tiger. What was the Man, next next level? Was had a rough childhood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is next level from the thing you built yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the digital version of this fucking thing I'm talking about. Anyway, this is pointless. Cruise in USA. What <laughs> like, we're talking about. There's no. Yeah. I just keep it's a game you can play on your Casio watch. Oh, nice. Yeah. Calculator watch. Uh, so I think 
So I totally agree with both points, and I, I wonder if there's... What, what I was going to say is I, I really enjoyed the final foot chase of that movie, and it felt like he it was cut to, to feel like a car chase. Just the way that he did a lot of the, like, transitions and a lot of the, like... And I'm not... You guys are probably more versed than I am in this kind of thing, but it just... It felt to me as if it was like, oh, let's do a car chase, but it's on foot. Um, Which sequence is the, the last sequence of being chased by the cops on foot after the final job and... Are you kidding me? You don't remember? Oh, yeah, that, that was in the last sequence. Okay. Sorry, the yes, last yes, chase yes. sequence. When you said last, I thought you meant Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. yeah, the last, like, big chase yeah. on foot. Um, and he's, like, jumping over things and, like, you know, swinging, like, running up, up a staircase and then swinging around and going back down. And just, like, a lot of the sort of, like, same moves. Like Tony Hawk's pro skater. Yeah. Uh, exactly like that, without the so, skating part. Tony Hawk's pro running. <laughs> there were a lot more long takes and like handheld shots and stuff in that sequence that it was shot more like a chase sequence yeah and I, I, what I like about that is it just felt like a bunch of parkour which there are tons of games out there that make you feel super competent by holding down the parkour button and just pushing forward like the new Watch Dogs game or any Assassin's any of the more modern Assassin's Creed games where you don't have to do anything hard to look rad running on rooftops and scaling up a thing and then like hopping over some planters and like rolling down a you know, side of you know a staircase or something. So I wonder if there's a way to make the driving feel that smooth, where you're not—it's not a skill thing, or even like thumper, where you're not—you can't really go off the road or hit any obstacles. You can always feel like you're moving forward. Um, I don't know how you would design that. Well, I, I mean, I do wonder if there's something to the idea of it being kind of like a Tony Hawk driving game. You know, like that, those games are very limited. You can r- drive a car up a ramp and do yeah, it. Yeah, you get some sick ollie points. 940 or whatever the Well, fuck. no, but... but uh, 940. You, you had a limited set of... Um, I didn't play a lot of that game, so I might be talking out of my ass, but I feel like you have a limited set of um, of moves that you could you could do based on context. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so if you jumped off a ramp, you could, like, do a ollie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just said that with full confidence so they would have believed that you played the game you could do a 360 spin yeah like a grind would set up a certain kind of button combinations and then jumping off the half pipe would set up a different one or if you're just driving or riding an ollie to jump off the ground you yeah. can do a difference it can sets you, up a difference set. Sean can you describe an ollie to me it's where you kick flip and then there's a you have uh, you land back on the board <laughs> that's not, that's, yeah okay sure <laughs> yeah pretty good you, you bullshitted your way through that expertly uh, thank you but it was completely wrong I know <laughs> <laughs> no I know I know what it is but what is it clearly it's where you you grind you have, the, yeah there's a rail and, and then you jump and land and it's red it is it's tubular <laughs> pretty pretty awful and wrong um but uh, so this this does this, this does make me feel like era wise like the kind of game you would make may, maybe we, we were kind of talking a little bit last night the movie like, it feels like a little bit throwbacky in a lot of ways the um, movie does yeah the movie so like making a throwback kind of game out of it if we're making a game I mean uh, we could take the musical thing to its logical conclusion make it an actual musical like make a, a play? musical out of it I don't yeah. think, <laughs> I don't think any of us at this table have enough experience about making a play to really have a conversation no about like, play making it would match. So well, because he dances around already in the movie a lot. Uh, That's true. It's 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 sort of already set up that way in a lot of cases. Like he's like he's like dancing around to himself. It's more told visually, like through the like. But if you made songs out of the songs that are in the movie, like or wrote an original score where it's like the so, the songs that are there are sort of replaced by like a punk rock soundtrack. Um, I think you could get away with it, you know, like where he's stopping to tell you what he's feeling because he can't hear and shit. You know what I mean? Like there's like, there's things that musicals do all the time where, where characters kind of just stop the action to sort of sing about their problems. Uh, and you could make a, you could make a, a if you, if you did a stage play really well, like a, like a big budget Broadway thing, you could probably fold the car shit into it in an interesting way. Yeah. But that's a good point. Um, about musicals and, it wasn't a musical, but the, like when he was dancing, and with the sign language with his foster father and stuff, like um, when I was in film, there's school, a whole dance number there. I'm yeah, you. yeah. Well, no, there, would, but there is yeah. in the movie. Yeah, but there's um. Well, no, I mean in the sign language scene. Yeah, but also, but, but it does the same thing. A, a song does in a musical, and that, like he's dancing to diegetic music in this movie, um, but it's you're seeing the expression of his emotional state. In a way, other than 
him telling you, which is him dancing around after he meets the girl and stuff like that. That is what a musical number usually, or tr- more traditionally does, so I think it's a good point. Uh, it is a good point, thank you. <laughs> yes, you're very smart, Sean. That, that being said, I don't want to do it <laughs> in this episode. I, I, I'm pretty set on making a video game, and, and I mean, we've done, yeah, it. We've done it I think this way many times, movie to music, or music, to make a musical music. video game. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, but I think that's what we should talk about, because I think it's so ingrained in the movie, and we are all, we talked about it a bunch. Really quick, I think, we, Sean started to talk about how it is of a different era a little bit, and um, it's there's clearly, like, 70s influence, but there's also some 90s influence, and mm-hmm. I feel like if this movie came out in the 90s, they would definitely make, like, an inappropriate children's cartoon. Do you know what I mean? Like they did for like, like Ghostbusters or, or yeah, uh, like Ghostbusters or oh uh, yeah, where like I think there was a bats would be cartoon. like a kooky like sidekick character. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, well, you you have to just ignore the canon of the official canon of the movies where he drove him into a pipe and murdered him. Yeah, yeah. but remember like James Bond Junior was a cartoon. Yeah, and, like, all these yeah. shows that shouldn't have been for kids. Bill and Ted, or there's some other. Yeah, Bill and Ted had one. Well, there was like a Terminator. Uh, a RoboCop cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's totally. a RoboCop cartoon. Yeah, RoboCop, yeah. the most violent yeah. film of yeah. all time. I gotta get this whole body blown to pieces <laughs> on screen. <laughs> I put like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. So Baby Driver, a cartoon in the nineties, could have been a thing. Yeah, we can, we can talk about that. That might be an interesting conversation because one of the things I mentioned to you guys last night was that I I noticed that there's many scenes where when there would be extreme violence on screen, they sort of just like block the shot, like Kevin Spacey blocked the shot with shotgun at the very end of the movie shotgunning the guy the, the, the dirty cops who survived oh, yeah. he like steps in front of that shot to like blow his brains out or you don't see it right or uh, when they're uh, when they're doing the heist in front of the in front of the bank robbing the armored car like baby like drives the car up to block like the shotgunning of the of the the security people and then like drives backwards mm-hmm. and sees it and sees it because obviously baby the character is avoiding looking at that stuff. Like, he doesn't want to see that violence, and he sort of ignores it and just plays his music in his head and sort of ignores that world. So we, as the viewer, are also ignorant of a lot of the more gruesome stuff. Um, so I think that you could definitely say, yeah, it feels like a, an oddly like extreme cartoon from the 90s, like Ghostbusters or X-Men or whatever. I, would, I, I think we should go in the video game, but only because it would... We'd be adapting into a similar cartoon as we did the Overwatch. That's true. Um, so less lasers, more yeah. shotguns. We can maybe explore this opportunity later, but I didn't want to take it off the table. I at least wanted to share that that it would be. Well, a possibility. It also doesn't mean that a set can't be folded into a video game. That's true. Because um, the, the whole movie is somewhat cartoonish, and the, the gunfights being all set to music and stuff. Like I said last night, it does feel like it pushes those violent acts into the cartoony world almost and I, that could just be something we ro- like roll with in the, in the game I can't think of any s- s- particularly violent images you know you'd see like uh, when Bats gets the rebar through his face or whatever like that's it's like foregrounded like blurry It's uh, I don't remember it being it's really... pretty in your face yeah but he doesn't it's like still, it's, not it's not gory and focus no you're right gratuitous. you're right like, and it's I think still... when, they, when they kill the arms dealer there's a shot to the chest but everything else is so... Like, when, when Bat shoots that guy in the back of the head as he's, like, running towards the camera, it's really so fast. There's, like, two frames of, like, him falling over. Like, there's no, like, blood on... Like, gratuitous blood or anything. So, yeah, I can see that totally. Video game it is, then. Cartoonish video game. Cartoonish rhythm driving game pro skater game. Tony Hawk's Baby, Baby Driver, Driver 3 <laughs> for the GameCube. We can, let's make the first one first. Shit. Okay. Fair. Tony Hawk's Baby Driver 1. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo 64. Did it start okay, with you're one? having like This is called Xbox naming. It's where you, yeah. just, you just name the, the first thing the Xbox, and then you call the second thing the Xbox 360, and then you call the third one the Xbox One. I think that... Really it's really confusing. Or, or yeah, or you can just have it be called Tony Hawk's Baby Driver 1, and just assuming you're going to make sequels of it, knowing ahead of time you're going to make sequels of it. You have to call it Ansel Elgort's Baby Driver... Sorry, yeah, you're right, yeah. Or whatever. That's catchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, easy to say. You're really bad at pitching, so... I'm good at pitching. So... I, I think there is something right. to, Shit. Your, to your rhythm game. Mm-hmm. I don't know quite what that looks like, but there's an interesting idea there. Well, music... So, one of the things I was thinking about is... There's a couple of scenes, like, he... 
he uh, he can't he has to rewind the music or he has to like get it mm-hmm. like set to the right beat they're about to jump out and then there's like a hiccup and he's already started the song yeah and then the, he has to restart it so they, he's like alright you guys can go now yeah yeah. yeah. and that happens more than once where like he, he like he gets involved like there's one part where he like rewinds back to um yeah cause cause he got there's a hiccup in the chase yeah so um folding that mechanically into the game I thought might be interesting where you almost sort of have to succeed to a certain level or you rewind or if yeah. you're if you're if you're trying to build a you build a rhythm game out of a driving game in some yeah. way you know? I, I think that I mean the fact that he had to change the the channel on the old woman's car when he stole it before yeah. he could take it and he's just yeah. sitting there and the woman's like just staring at him wondering what's happening like having to find the right track and like what could be cool is maybe the beat of it determines how fast you can go or something because you mm-hmm. kept skipping by all the really slow songs and you need something like upbeat to drive to so maybe you have to pick a song and the song that you pick somehow determines maybe your top speed or the difficulty but that also determines your top speed like you have to hit the the rhythm button the more more like it's a more higher difficulty song but the, the you can like increase your top speed that much higher or something mm-hmm. that could be kind of a cool way to tie that in one thing that's always cool too and is when things like music or sound or visuals that aren't uh, UI the clue the player in on like what's supposed like what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. you know what I mean I think there's definitely something to that depending on song choice like you build the the design and the obstacles and the interactions to the rhythm you know and you can play it like so that there's fail states um, that aren't necessarily catastrophic or death and there's at certain places. Well, it's like you in Guitar Hero. You know, you get those little like yeah, like chunked uh, guitar strums that then, you fuck up. I think it was in Heavy Rain. Have you ever seen like there's like a chase sequence? God, yep. Where there's like a, a playthrough where they just fail. Yeah, they just they take their hand <laughs> off the controller. It's yeah, amazing. It's so good. The guy's just such a bumbling ass. But he <laughs> so doesn't he die. Out, he come out, keeps he keeps know, up the chase. He, he like runs over chickens or something at some point. It's yeah. so goofy, but it's stuff like that too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, that'll be good. I, I think. You know, it might be hard to build, but it'd be very rewarding to play. And I feel like you could also, you could build like levels around the songs you know chosen for the game. So if you had like, you know, faster paced songs would be, you know, again, if we're if we're using Guitar Hero as a comp, it's like you don't play, um, you know, a Buckethead song on level one. You work your way up to that. Level one, you play America, or you know, you play um, Green Day or something easy, and then you build up to the harder levels and you know it feels like you could kind of teach the game along the way um with you know <laughs> uh the baby driver would be a good song that'd be harder to play the older song it'd be like in the middle you know so that queen song would be the final song <laughs> right yeah. yeah i i think that could be really cool especially if we don't abstract the way a game like thumper or guitar hero would where it's not just a bunch of like tracks that you're on it actually is somehow you're using the sticks to like pull u-turns and like dodge between traffic and um like the enemies on screen like the cops and the other cars and like the even just the edges of the road and like trees and stuff would be timed to appear on screen to music Mm -hmm. um and uh actually a game that i i worked on really early in my career at the first game studio i worked on i worked at uh was a rhythm game uh where it was like a like a top-down like in um space invader style game where you're shooting stuff and the enemies would appear to music and the more enemies there were the, the more tracks there were so different types of enemies that had their different like patterns you know how like in galaga some swoop down and some move side to side they all had their own pattern and they all added a different like track to the music so one would add the guitar track one would add the bass track and the more of them they were on they were on screen the louder those tracks would get so it sort of made this interesting sort of ebb and flow of the music um and it was never possible to kill all the enemies. It wasn't the point to kill all the enemies. It was just to try and get to the end of the track, the end of the, the, the space. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you killed off all the enemies, then the music would obviously end, and that wouldn't sound very good. But the idea that things that appear somehow are tied to music, and you hitting them, or you sort of like pulling a U-turn, or hiding, you know, driving through a, a parking garage or something, all of those things are tied to the music and it's less about the speed and more about the, the dodging like you're not holding accelerate because that would change how, how frequently you're experiencing those things you're sort of almost on a um, a railroad and you're experiencing these things at a specific clip and you have to just hit the buttons at the right time to do interesting moves and the, I mean I think you could use the cops to 
kind of drive like in or, or whatever it is that's chasing you like the the opening sequence you know he keeps running into cops everywhere and i feel like you could make you could build them up it's like almost like walls mm-hmm. that you have to avoid like you wouldn't have to yeah it's 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 a linear path we're sending you down but more or less but we're not we're not presenting it that way from the yeah. get-go like you think you can go some way and then before you can take that turn like a cop runs up yeah. So you have to, the point, and we time it through the music, is that you have to make a left there, or yeah. else you failed. And you yeah. can just have that make you feel cool as shit, right? Like, when you're when you're playing Batman, you're spamming the X button, you just punch a bunch of dudes and, like, throw your cape in their face and use your gadgets, and it's really simple button combinations, but the animations really sell you being a, a badass. And so you could have that cool moment when you skate your tires and pop the the road spikes into the other car and it's just like a cool animation that happens if you hit the button at the right like you can have like right there's a maybe there's a a like a a forgiveness amount where you hit the button a little too early or a little too late and it still does something cool but if you hit it right on time you have something extra cool and they get a cool animation of you know popping a tire uh, I could see see pretty easily building in like a fail system where it's like there's like there's like you know if you you could pop your tires if you didn't do that right which doesn't mean you've lost yet you know you could build in like three strikes or five strikes or however many strikes you want to where it's almost like the, the audience meter guitar hero again mm-hmm. where it's like if you dip below a certain level of uh, coolness you would you would fail the mission uh, get caught you know uh, but we also reward you for for being awesome uh, with people in the audience so to speak you know raising their arms and, and screaming out Woo! You yeah know, right. whatever like that we, we reward you with like cool looking cinematics or like um you know, just people in the car with you, like complimenting you and shit like that, be cool. Um, we get John Hamm and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have all those guys in the car. They like, should probably do it. Yeah, he's cool. The idea of having each each, how are we separate these levels or whatever? Each like racing experience having a different like squad of people because they say in the movie he never has the same squad twice. Yeah, totally. So you have a mix and match of people, and you could write some really interesting dialogue that's like not systemic because that writing that shit sucks. But like you have bats and you have um, Buddy. And you have, you know, uh, one of the other guys. And it's sort of systemic about them talking about you and them sort of, like, razzing each other and, like, having conversations with each other that are sort of scripted. Like, well, if you have bats in the car and Buddy in the car, they're going to talk about this one particular thing. Uh, But if you have bats and um, one of the other guys, Frankie No-Nose or whatever his name was, uh, they talk about (laughs) about different things. Um, So that could be a cool thing where it's always different. Every level has a different combination of people because it's a different heist. Uh, and then there's this really cool, fun back and forth about them reacting to what you're doing and then reacting with each other in the car. Maybe one of them sticking his head out the window and firing his gun at the cops. Uh, you can have like cool moments that are really unique per sort of like squad of people. Yeah. And I can see, you know, there's sections of the movie where he kind of stops the car suddenly pulls in behind something like having to do that stuff when there are dips in the music, you know, and you're just kind of waiting and it's like, you know, the beat kind of like slowly pounding and you're just waiting to hit the, you know, the button's going to come up. You know, because we've sort of taught you how it works. You're just waiting to kind of accelerate again once the music kicks back in. Like, it could be really cool, um, you know, while you're doing that to just hear characters sort of talk to each other. Um, you know, like, amping you up. Right. You know, saying, like, get ready, all right, we, 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 yeah, we gotta get going. Or, you know, just like, don't, just stop sitting here and shit like that. You right. Know, just to kind of, like... Well, there could be... Not, this might be a bad idea, so I'm going to preface it by saying that. But there's been a lot of bad ideas said by how, you, how dare you? This is all gold. Everything this is gold. <laughs> but you could do something too with the with your casts, for lack of a better term, like your team, where like you choose different people and they have like different things they can do for you. You know what I mean? That's like cool. I don't know anything. Modifier buttons. Uh, yeah, like I don't know anything outside of like bats having a shotgun. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And buddy or yeah, buddy having a machine gun or you know what I mean? Or somebody having a grenade. Or, you know, maybe one of them brings... Somebody else has a gun. Yeah. <laughs> a different kind of gun. <laughs> Somebody has a sword. <laughs> Doesn't do no, anything. he just has the stick you throw between the cyclist's pet, like like the, the spokes on a bike and just flip uh, the bike yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like but, the idea of them having, like, special powers you can, like, like, use. Boost, like you can use a boost somehow and it gives you, like, yeah, if you get like, into a tight spot or you're going to screw up, they can save you somehow. Or Buddy used to be a driver, too, in the story, so, like, he... he he knows how to hook up, like, Nas to your car, so it gives you a boost. Nas. Nas. Is the Nas? Is that the rapper? The rapper, yeah. Nas. <laughs> Nas. So, so I'm pretty sure it's, it's an energy. You're like, I don't want to listen to this, like, the whole time. <laughs> oh, dude, that's kind of cool, though, if they actually kind of mess with your radio at some point, where the radio kind of cuts out, and you're like, you have to freeball it for a second, or, like, you go through a tunnel, and you're, I mean, most of the time, he's got his, his earbuds in his iPod, but like, you do have to get in the car with the radio, 
and like you go through a tunnel and it kind of like statics out. You still you see the prompts to push the buttons, but you don't know what it is. You just kind of do. Your or you have to do it to imaginary music, which would be nice. Like one thing I did notice, uh, sort of retroactively about the movie, not while I was watching it, but like the more the world starts to like the more that the the reality of his situation starts to break in on his world, the the more often his headphones come off. Yeah, okay. you know, to the point where at the end of the movie he's not really wearing them. Like during the last at the end of the movie, he loses his hearing. Right, but I'm saying like he can't he can't rely on the shit he's relied on for all this time to kind of keep him away from it all. You know, so like factoring that in as a mechanic could be cool. Where it's like you know, there's just sections where if somebody gets mad at you, rips your head earphones out. Oh yeah. And you just now have to, like, go to the, for a couple of seconds at least, or maybe for an increasing length of time, you have to kind of, like, know the song well enough. Like, we maybe can set you up that way, where you actually have to kind of do it blind. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Because I'd imagine, like, whatever we do here, you're going to build in a margin for error in, like, perfect, right? So you have, like, on either side of, uh, you can hit a key, or, like, a a button prompt to do something rad. that right at the right time where you get the coolest version of it and then on either side of it you kind of get you know like further away from perfect you get failure you get um, the the heavy rain you stumble over some boxes you keep going kind of yeah shit. yeah um to a point to a point um to either wreck your car or crash or or whatever so um, would you have like one of the like thumbsticks as you just like searching around on the ground for your earbuds the floor <laughs> of the car trying to put them back in and, well like, it might be interesting to kind of fe- fold that into the music right like if we do a good enough job with the um, presentation where you're driving, it could be cool to have like you, you go into the car sometimes and like he, like one of the one of the rhythm prompts is to like reach for the buds, yeah, or something like that. You right, know? and you can get them back early enough. You hit enough perfects, like you you, you grab the the um, the wire and you hit the wire three times and you get them close enough to put them back in your ears. Right, right, yeah, just something like that. You know, it could be it could be really cool. Um, so I, I think too like a. Uh, one of these might be might be the story is a big part of it, and I think folding that into um, the, the reward system in some way, you know, like the characters think you're doing a good job, so they praise you while you're playing, but also just seeing like what this like continuing the story through the mission, you know. So it's like if you um, you do really well, uh, you go around one corner, and you know we play a cutscene where everybody's really happy, and if you just smiling really big, corner, <laughs> well, just they, they're saying shit like yeah, yeah, you know, or like somebody shooting out of a window or whatever. Um, or that's what somebody shooting out of a window. If you fail, they have to like shoot out the car tires uh, because you messed up. Like, it, it could be cool to kind of just um, small, minor little things along the way, along the along the race track, that kind of. And the big thing with the movie, too, is when it's all the good things, so to speak, that uh, Baby does. So, like, having, you know, you can have obstacles where there's, like, innocent bystanders. Mm. that you can, like, mm. uh, swipe or dodge a certain way to, like, save or avoid. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you, I don't think you, I don't think it's in the spirit to kill a citizen. You know, like, just be able to hit people with your car like you would in many a game. But, like, you know, you can, you can avoid hit, hitting their shopping cart. Or, you know, my shopping. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like, exactly. that's the, the, the dumb top of my head version. But stuff like that that kind of gives you extra points. Like, yeah, uh, c- avoided citizen catastrophe. Yeah, I, I, it's, I think the idea that you are in a car with a bunch of mur- murderers and you are not a murderer and they're completely out of your control and they're going to just do their thing. Like the scene where you know he gets ran into the car and and um, that yeah, is going to shoot the guy in the face yeah. with a shotgun and you can like dodge it from happening uh, and like you have to deal with these wild people in your car doing whatever the fuck they're gonna do yeah, that'd be cool like, like actually right. having to stop them from um, or getting bonus points or whatever for stop them from doing like other evil deeds on your way right you know could be cool I imagine the like I, I imagine a really interesting I don't know if you guys have played um, the heist in GTA 5 but like there's the planning phase where you like pick your squad and different versions of like you can pick like the really great hacker or the really eh, kind of ha- fine hacker and it just basically changes how f- fast it takes to do certain things um and you're always the wheel man obviously why um, would you ever pick the because it costs more uh, okay. so you want to save money it's a, it's a, okay you get more of the cut yeah or yes exactly right or you know you can get a really rad uh driver we can get kind of a half-assed driver and he drives a lot slower uh and you might get caught or you might have an additional complication that arises like an additional cutscene that arises that, that's more complicated um when all that stuff's really cool we should totally rip all of that off um maybe but 
the thing that's interesting is there's always the like everyone gets around the, the chalkboard and has a discussion about what the plan is going to be um and that was those scenes were always really fun in, the, in that movie where you get all the personalities bouncing off each other and uh, Kevin Spacey's up there drawing the sort of a plan and he shows you maybe the actual map layout like he shows you the track layout and like here's what all the things are going to happen like the cops will show up here probably and like this is the start and this is the end um, and you can maybe customize your loadout or your your people in your car or some there's there's like that pre that pre gaming scene um, that is prior that all the information you need is prior to the the actual uh, game is not just done through UI. It's done like when a specific scene where you know baby shows up with the coffee and they all sit down and have a conversation about what's going to happen next and they talk about their split. And you get all that UI stuff done just sort of like in the world on a chalkboard. Uh, I think that'd be a really cool way to like intro each level and like the uniqueness of each. Because every time Kevin Spacey's like, all right, listen up, there's a really weird thing we're going to do. It's really different than the last thing we did. And then he sort of explains it to you in an interesting way. I think it's like you can get a lot of value out of that stuff. And maybe choosing cars or like which car you do would affect like your prompts or not prompts but you know your your sort of rhythm through choosing your song maybe like if we could build it robustly enough that uh, you could pick a song to to do it to a different cool. song gives you a different different path place, maybe yeah. or a different uh, a different experience of doing it or maybe there are different difficulty levels for the same kind of heist this might be I'm just gonna throw this out there but Sean just got the vibe the uh the VR. Yes. And I could see a cool version of this where you are just sitting on a couch and you have control of the wheel with the... Which is seven different VR, iPods. With the VR. Well, no, but you're just in the driver's seat, literally. And then you actually can look around and see... That's cool. Bats and Buddy and Darling and, or whoever is in the car with you. And then you're, you're reacting, like, literally first person. And you're not, you know, we don't have shit to put on your feet in VR. So the, the car moves in a certain direction regardless and you're reacting with your hands mm. with the characters with the eye buttons if they fall out you know like with the gear shift with the with the steering wheel for sure um, that's really cool it, it might be a really immersive way of doing it you know like and kind of get all of the uh, yeah I could see if you did it as a rhythm thing like just pulling the emergency brake would be part of it yeah. or like shifting would be part of it or turning would you know what I mean yeah. but it wouldn't have to be like there'd be like um, you, could, you could imagine a turn as being like a whammy you know, where you're holding it for a certain amount of time, mm. you know, and then, like, you got to let go of this, the right amount of time to not and fishtail like, entirely. Of, yeah. Like, and then, like, to let go with your right hand, release the emergency brake. And right. you'd be, you know, there'd be some forgiveness, I think, with switching back and forth. And that's honestly comes back to what you said earlier, Sean, about making sure you really feel like the cool guy from the movie. And if the, if the skill check is not super high and you're actually fully like, one-to-one doing the movements, and you're really turning the car, and maybe you're opening your door to, like, knock a cop off his bike or something and, like, pulling the emergency brake. Or, or the like, shotgun comes into your face and you have to block, move it out of the way. Yeah, you have to yeah. turn the car or whatever. Yeah, or, like, you know, Bats brings a shotgun up and you have to, like, swipe the car to, like, make it move. And all that being, like, right in your face is a really... could be a really, really cool experience. Yeah. I don't know how we would... We'd have to be really careful about how the, the rhythm-y part is presented to you, like if it's through your windshield somehow, like it's on the track in front yeah. of you, because that's literally the game, so we have to make sure that's not obscured by what else is going on. But the idea of like looking down and trying to find your earbuds and clicking to like get the wire and put the wire back in your ear would be like really, really cool, I think. Well, and it's also, I think with that, you what would help you is it's a song choice. Because like, you know, if you have a song that's got like a bit of a wall point, and you have to, like, you use those to... Check in to offer more opportunity to look around, and then when the song ramps back up, or the song changes or something, then you're like, it kind of clues you in the shit. I should look back at the road, and you kind of get a sense of that. Well, and, or, and the other characters could yell at you. Mm. Yeah, and there, there's also periods of just uh, not of getting away and then getting seen again that you can do that kind of stuff in. But I can see, I can totally see, like the way I was imagining it. Basically, it was like if um, you you needed to knock the shotgun, like you know, there's a guy he was like reaching, he was shooting across your lap basically to kind of uh, shoot at a guy like one of the rhythm prompts could be actually just to, to like knock the shotgun out of the way so it didn't blow up the guy you know what I mean but it would be the timing would be there it need to be there right um, like that kind of thing would be cool I could imagine it would come in at the right timing and then you'd have a second to like hit it yeah, just well, like in, right in your field of view yeah yeah it would almost like be you know you'd need to present things in a way where it, you know people like are looking around for, for prompts and also, like, oh, there's a cop coming to the left. You, you maybe you need some kind of UI or some kind of um, audio to kind of tell you look over that way. 
Um, but it'd be cool. Especially if all the shotgun blasts and all the gun blasts are to the music, just like everything else, like just in the movie, everything, all the shotguns and all the guns were to to a song. Yeah, uh, well, I can imagine either you hit the shotgun out of the way and it fires uh, to the beat, or it just fires to the beat and kills the guy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that being able to pick your own songs to within a certain range, because obviously you don't want to customize the map per every song in the game, but being able to like, like the fact that that baby has different iPods for different moods. And, like, you have a small selection of songs within that iPod that you can pick from, and that's the way we sort of, like, lock you to a specific playlist that's, like, you only have your white iPod, and on that is, like, these particular, like, three or four songs. And it does change the, like, layout of the track a little bit, and, like, can make you feel like you're owning that a little bit more, and making you feel like you really are baby in that moment. That feels dangerous to me to offer. I would think you would want to, like, align the song with the track, but... Yeah, that's, I mean, it's definitely, my, it's definitely it's dangerous. My producer's for sure. hat on, you know, like, that'd, that'd be really hard. It's a risk. It's a risk. We'll flag it as a risk. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, it's we, a cool idea. We have to find, so we would have to, we would have to curate specific songs that are somewhat close to each other in, like, tempo and, like, rhythm and stuff. And then, again, we, we don't know how we're designing. We're not, we're not sure how we're actually implementing this in the game, right? But, like, either a cop shows up on this beat or this beat. You know what I mean? Like we can figure out a way. Like people make wow. files for DDR from real songs, and they just sort of like figure it out on their own. So we could come up with like on every beat, it's like an A B X or Y, and on you know what I mean. Like and on, if it's an A B, a cop's gonna show up. On a B beat, like you know, a, 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 a person's gonna walk in front of the car or whatever. The way I would look at it would be, it would be kind of a uh, a difficulty slider. You know, so let's say there's like an easy, medium, and hard song for that level. You're essentially choosing your path. Like the expert path is the hardest mm-hmm. one, and it looks different, but it's fastest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it looks—it's a totally different path. But you, you get from the bank to the hideout in all cases. But uh, yeah, it's, the 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 expert path is more like a straight line through a bunch of difficult to navigate things. Yeah. Set to a harder song. You know, I think you could you could totally do something like that. I so we've got about ten minutes left. I wanted to uh, briefly talk about the not driving parts of the movie, which are super important in the movie. Um, and I don't know how we would fold those in because I certainly don't want to just have a list of levels to go through and like check boxes to fill off. And I think that the stuff with his step, his uh, foster father and with um, uh, the waitress and all that stuff so important and so cool that I don't want to miss that stuff. So I don't know. Look, you like an idea, Sean. You pointed at me if you had an idea. Oh, uh, my idea was actually about... Um, I, so, I think you essentially... Because we, we talked about this as being a throwback game a little bit. And, you you know, your pitch for, like, doing the white the whiteboard thing. It feels like um, there are just cutscenes that happen in mm. this game that are kind of markers of a progress. You know, so it's like you... If you if you do the same story as the movie, which I think you probably would in this kind of adaptation, it seems very nineties. Well, maybe not, but you know, if your if your baby driver is another guy called Baby, you know, well, no, because he's done a bunch of uh, heists before the movie, so it could right. be a prequel that rolls into the movie. So you can have like ten tracks. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And right? by tracks, I mean like levels, and then the last couple of levels are the ones that we saw in the movie. And you just don't have Deborah. Like that's the only character who's not in it. No, I think you do. I think you do her, but you do her near the end. Right. Well, I mean, for most of the, at least most of the game. Yeah, we have to come up with other. We have to figure out the prequel backstory for Baby, um, and then like at the end of Act Two, we introduce her or something. Yeah, and you could fold um, his step or foster father in as a uh, kind of like a barometer of success in some way, or like you know, like you go back to the apartment and put the money in the. Um, you just get a little cut scene there, yeah. like where he, where he puts the money in the under the floorboard. Uh, and it's basically just kind of like that. Maybe that's your um, your success screen. It's like the ratings at the end of the Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he just signs S. You get S right? <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting there idling weirdly. Like there's just a weird idol in him, just sitting in his wheelchair. Okay, here's the thing though: is I want to do VR touch controller uh, sign language. <laughs> I think that would be fucking we awesome. Teach people Good luck. We teach people. Well, the new like the Oculus controller has the like fingers that can like they know when you're touching the buttons. You can, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think you could do something really simple, and it would show you on screen like what movements to make. 
I don't know. I think I, tech would definitely be a thing, but if we could give come up with really simple things to say that don't use a lot of like, you know what I mean? I I, I would love to try it because it'd be cool. I, I don't know if you'd actually teach them for real sign language, really, really, like just an th- educational game, but I would want to try it because you're in VR and you've got the hand controller. I'm kind that. of with you, but... Get on board. But I think many people would want to play the driving parts of this game and be like, why the fuck am I doing this? I don't, I don't think it's going to be like a 15-minute sequence where you're like, suck <laughs> a conversation with your foster just, father. And then you, if you fail, you have to go back. It's like, uh, turns into school. No, I think it's just, I don't know. I'm sure you can make it in such a way that you can't really fail it. You just, he, you just kind of do it stumble, like awkwardly. Um... But I'm not saying you like have a whole open world. You can walk around your house and make a sandwich for your foster father. But just the idea of you get he reacts in some way, and you're like, only so many jobs left. Or like, hey, you want to order pizza? Or whatever. It's just like a really simple phrase. He's like, yeah, that sounds good. Fade to black. Like so you free, for free roam the apartments between missions where you can um, you can like just rummage in the drawers and make sandwiches. We usually like, physics throw the bread around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like you just ruin like he always he always like he signs at you like why are you ruining my apartment and shit <laughs> like. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty good at spread the butter to the edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go over, like you sloppy piece of shit, he gives you a bad ranking. Yeah, for your, for your yeah. peanut butter sandwich. I don't think that's within that character's character. Um, so one thing I did want to talk about is the tape recorder. So the tape recorder was right. a big thing. He records people's uh, voices and then he like dubs, uh, you know, songs out of them. He's like, kind of like an aspiring DJ. Uh, it would be fun to um, allow. Like if we could, if we could afford to build this, right? Like you know, you just literally can do that. You can just make songs. Um, it's just Mario and then Paint. That's drive exactly to them or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be cool. It would be cool. Like at the apartment, that'd be one thing you could do is just sit down in your room and you know just make songs out of like snippets of dialogue that you got from your missions. Yeah, especially if it was customized based on. And you like, could unlock them, yeah. right? Like so you unlock new new um, snippets of dialogue that you could then fold into your um, your mixes and your dubs. And like I, people would come up with all kinds of crazy shit with it. Um, Giving you that feature just to play with if you wanted it sounds yeah. pretty fun. Like the Mario Paint, where you, you know, like you just like drop notes onto a board and like it just like plays from beginning to end. And like it's not super complex, but you can you can have weird transitions of like you can snip. If we had to come up with a super simplistic way of doing it, but like snipping specific things that people are saying and having like scratch record scratch sounds and like weird distortions and stuff that you can just play over it. Right, that'd be really fun. And we can totally excite bike it up, and you can take those tracks and make. Courses, yeah, you could make your own track and then then make a course. Oh my god, okay, now this game is rad. That that (laughs) was it, that broke that broke through, I think. Like, being able to create, we'd have to come up with a smart way that the track would be built off of a song, yeah. Um, just like I said earlier, the same way that people have just gotten other tracks from the real world and turned them into DDR step files, they call them. Uh, people can just if people can just import their songs into this game and it would generate a track. I just realized what you were saying when you said DDR. What did you think I meant? I don't know. That means dance, dance revolution. <laughs> I, know, I know that people now. like Chris. Yeah, who don't know what it means. Yeah. Well, the idea. I'm not just. You I'm can just import your song and play whatever song you want. Like, man, this. Speaking of producers, hat like being, build, building the whole game so it's like like generated like algorithmically from a song would be fucking bananas but if well, that was something you could do that'd be pretty rad it wouldn't be bananas. that robust like if you just had <laughs> yeah. if you just had a bunch of um a sort of thing like obstacles that it fires you know what i mean like if that if there's like a tiling sequence kind of that it like like a couple of random stock tiling sequences and then based on your song it builds the the obstacles well also you know, that makes sense? Yeah. you know you could do um you could essentially just offer people like you could build it in such a way where you could, you could go one of two ways. You could do it the procedurally generated, make your own music. It makes it makes a track. You could also have track builder, where you could build a track, uh, and then you know we would give you the tools that we would use to make the game to make the. Um, you have to write the code. No, not the code, but like you would essentially like little big planet style. You know, just have a bunch of stuff that you could drop drop in there, and it would you know tell you what it did, and you could make it fire off stuff and make it do stuff. What's the Mario? There's also a version where you could uh, kind of combine those two ideas and sort of have um, have there be like a template uh, that you would you could use to start from, and then it would procedurally generate based on the song. Yeah, that's kind of the way I was thinking about it. The more we talked about this as being a thing that, like, we would want to tightly control the amount of controls and the amount of like yeah. types of music you could make. Um, have you ever played with those like online little toys that are just like rhythm generators? I think like a lot of 
you can find them online where he's like, there's like a bunch of buttons that you can click and it just like starts up, boom, 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 boom. And then you can click another one. You can like click them on and off and it makes some something somewhat customized. And then there is the like drag and drop of specific voices over that. But it is, we give you a selection of things that you can place and they're all to a certain tempo. It's not like totally freeform. You're not placing notes a la Mario Paint. It's just literally you click on and off some stuff. Maybe you can pitch them up and down a little bit. But if we do it that way, then we can say, like, it'll be a lot easier to make that fit a track, like a, like a um, car racing track, where we always know that it's going to be the beat is always going to be this many beats per, per minute, per second, whatever. Uh, and it, that would fit over these tracks. Like it's, it's like that's valid for these seven tracks or right, these you three. You can decide what time you want to make it in. Yeah, and it's sort of it's a little bit more automated where like it kind of generates it for you and you can customize it to a certain degree. And yeah. then you, then that would be a lot easier to sort of like map over a specific selection of tracks that you've already played. And I think in the presentation of this, you might want to do something where like the top half of the screen is like your score, so to speak. And then the bottom half, it kind of like gives you a preview of the visual, like of the track you're building with yeah. your song. That's cool. You know, like that way you can kind of see the visual representation and i think this would be probably nowadays at least like an online community thing where you don't necessarily play around tracks you kind of like upload them I mean, it'd be cool to import other people's and, things for sure and because you would know you know your song better so like you have to complete uh, it before you can upload it conceivably yeah, yeah. i mean it'd be, it'd be if you build a community out of it that'd be cool you get you definitely can play your own tracks but i think it's more for sharing but then you get what would happen is that you get a lot of really rad like like oh shit like this music's actually genuinely really really good um from like people who know music really well then you just get this guy who's like i just i don't know, let me dragon force i made a dragon force song in here it's like literally it's like note for note sort of like made my version of a really fast really insane song like it's just a lot of copies of other music that well, already exists. Like Mario Maker, you know, you have this. You have people who build, try to build genuine levels. You have people who try to build a level and can't. Yeah. And then you have people who, um, you know, just build troll levels. And yeah. Just next to impossible to finish. Right. Uh, I think you would still have that happening here. I like the Mario Maker thing that you have to beat your own level before you can upload it. Is cool. I think we would want to implement that kind of feature for sure. Yeah, that's funny. It sounded like a side, a side. Th- part of the game for fun but the more we talk about it the more I think that that really gels what we're talking about in a lot of interesting ways also a VR game well and also it it does make you feel more like the character who does this I mean he yeah. doesn't drive to the songs he makes but like he does they are important to him right and I one thing I was thinking about on that same note would be kind of cool is, is uh, at least on the VR set I used there is a headphone aspect to it so you could play with that in terms of like if you're fucking up like the other characters in the car could like pull your earbuds out and like yell at you you know what I mean and, like, yeah jump in your and, sound yeah and you still sound the music could be at the forefront of the sound design mm-hmm. and then you could the other stuff could kind of be cursory and like muted and you could put, play with sound in a really cool way I think from a game design standpoint yeah that, goes back to, that works that idea that are old the idea that first came up about just like the earbuds coming out and you having to kind of like do it manually without the aid of the music yeah. would be easier to pull off in VR I think yeah with the yeah. headphones on you yeah. yeah yeah I think that's really cool yeah. let's make that Baby Driver the musical I mean musical. Baby Driver the video game the musical VR wait it's Baby Drive VR Oh, God damn it. It's Baby well, Driver. With no E. We've enjoyed having you on the show all this time. Yeah. It's a shame you had to go out this way, but... Uh, yeah. No, uh, Baby... What is it? Tony Hawk's Pro Baby Driver 3. <laughs> no, one. It's the first one. Tony Hawk's Pro Baby. <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Baby? Yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Baby. We're, get, we're getting into a, uh, an argument here. We don't Some, want to start... Something about using Pro Baby Driver tickled me. Sorry. Let's end this now. Done. <laughs> All right, well. Thanks for listening to our VR, our weird VR experiment that didn't start out as a VR experiment. It started out as a stage play. It started out as like a blocky 90s polygon game, I think. Yeah, I thought it was going to be 64, and now it's not. Yeah, now I did picture kind of an Excite bike. Or like a over-the-head, like a GTA original. So hang on, now it's, it's, virtu- it's virtual reality, but everything's just pixelated like Minecraft, and it's really ugly, and you can't really tell what's going on. Yeah, it just looks like shit. <laughs> just make a game that looks like it's shit. incredibly ill. <laughs> Chris Reverend, 2017. Yeah. So it's a license for, that sells it. Thanks for uh, joining us on this crazy adventure. I, I enjoyed definitely not knowing how we were going to come into this one and sort of like figuring it out. Uh, yeah, I think we got something cool. Yeah, yeah baby drive VR. Dri- baby drive ver. It's like Tinder. There's just no E. Yeah. yeah. Well, the V and the R are <laughs> really larger and a different yeah, font. They are larger. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. 
That's so actually close to reality. It's yeah. scary. Um, well, they set the they set the pattern down for us. We just got to follow it, you know. Yeah, it's true. And this way, we can still sell it if we don't get the rights. Oh, good point. It's, it's B A B I driver. B A B I two R's. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, join us next time. We're gonna talk about some shit. I don't know. <laughs> good ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next next episode, we're gonna be talking about the Cloverfield series. We're gonna try and convert that into some form of AAA game. We don't know what it would be yet, but we think it's sort of another thing that really matches and sort of meshes well across across the, the, the yeah, lines. Yeah, Cloverfield has been a couple of different things so far, and it looks like it's going to be another thing. Uh, I think they announced another Cloverfield movie coming pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, so we want to try and make that into something that is... Uh, it's a big, big budget a, thing. Yeah, what does that look like as a video game? What, what would Cloverfield do with that video game? Yeah. And it's going to be fun because it's going to be... It's kind of way less defined. Like, the first movie is... One thing, it's a monster movie, and then the second one is just this weird sort of like post-apocalyptic shelter yeah. thriller. So like, you know, and there's no characters that they carry it through both. It, it's a world event. So it's yeah, it's almost me. more of just like building a world out and just doing what you want inside of it. Right. It's gonna be kind of the opposite of what we did with Overwatch and Bob Burgers, where yeah. that's clearly defined. How do we adapt it and maintain? This is gonna be how do we make something new, but use. The, the same sort of feel. Yeah, yeah. like the rules that are sort yeah. of, sort yeah. of exist for it. It seems like it's, you know, there, there's an overarching narrative that's happening in, it, in the Cloverfield series is a small story that takes place within that. So I think we're going to try and figure out what that looks like as a game. It's a much blanker canvas, so we have more chance to make something. And more chances for awkward silence. Yeah, yes. and just yeah. three blank, blanks idiots talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Story is Harrison Pink, Sean Ainsworth, and Chris Rebert, with music, as always, by Jared Emerson Johnson. Uh, if you have any feedback, you can follow us on Twitter, at StoriedCast, or you can email us any feedback or any ideas for future shows at storiedcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.